You control the guy or the woman who runs the run, run brings out the carts on, 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 on a forklift. It's time for the Buff Show. One hundred year. Look, here's the lives. It's just. It's. A, I mean, you think about. It. And no idea what you said, Joe, but we understand the Buff Show. Deeply held by. Uh by President, stop moving that, 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 that uh, you know, what does this thing call? That's a teleprompter, Joe. We'll take it from here. Let's go pin it. Joe Brandon, I agree. And here's your host, Matt Buff. AM 950, 94.9 FM, The Answer Orlando, Matt Buff, your host, and we have some special shows coming up for you in the next couple weeks. You're going to be hearing new in-studio content, plus the awesome interviews we had from CPAC, all mixed in together. It's going to be fantastic. So if you want just CPAC-only content, you can check out thebuffshow.com and click on Patreon. We're going to put the whole array of every discussion we talked about on CPAC. So let's jump right in right now on The Buff Show. All right, welcome back to The Buff Show, AM 950, 94.9 FM. The Answer Orlando, and look who joined us. Kurt Schlichter's in the house. What's up, buddy? Well, I'm usually known by my street name, the K-Dog, from back when I was a young uh, up-and-coming rapper in the early 90s. Uh, not a lot of people know that. Uh, yeah. I uh, stole all my stuff. Well, King Kong said. Kelly is your pronouns on Twitter. Well, I have various pronouns, but <laughs> since this is a Salem station, I'm going to try and keep them PG. Oh, well, you can keep it PG-13. We're the 9 o'clock show. Nice. <laughs> Nicely done. Salem after Nicely hours. Nicely done. Yeah, after hours with Kirk Schlichter right, and the I'll Buff Show. i my deliverance jokes to a minimum. All right, so I'm here working, right? Tell me all about the DeSantis. I saw you tweet out the DeSantis speech was off the hook. Look, I have seen, I, I've gone to uh, uh, literally three actual speeches, one Trump, maybe two Trump. I saw uh, Chris Christie because I wanted to see if that fat, useless piece of garbage was going to really try to become president. But instead, by, by doing a good speech, and say he just regurgitated Chamber of Commerce stuff. So that's why I knew he was a no-go. DeSantis killed it. Look, I'm a trial lawyer. I go and ask people to give my guys money. Yeah. All right? Uh, he's a lawyer, and he's a military officer, too. I thought he was terrific. His style was great, but what he did, and a lot of uh, stupid liberal people. Now, I don't want to interrupt the enemy when he's making a mistake. I'm, an, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a retired colonel. I like when the enemy doesn't understand me. They think, oh, you just like Trump because he likes Putin and you're racist and, 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 and mean <laughs> tweets. Look, I love the mean tweets, but that's not the appeal of Trump. The appeal of Trump is he articulated the unheard uh, desires and urges of normal Americans that had been put aside both by the Republicans and Democrats because they didn't want to hear about the border. They didn't want to hear about CRT. No. They wanted to do corporate tax cuts yeah, yeah. and all that other garbage. Um, and then they wanted results. That's what DeSantis did. He said, here are the things that you wanted. Here are the things were done in Florida, and I'm going to do more. It was stellar. Uh, delivered very well. I saw him last in October at a Claremont thing. He was good. He, he's actually improved over the last two months. I look for improvement in people. Yeah. Uh, I look for uh, a guy who can read a crowd, which he can. Um, and he's actually got a good personality. Well, well some of the things that he talked about, did he talk about any medical freedom stuff. Did All that stuff. No, no, no. Yo. If you would think of it, he talked about it. Really? Because he hit the things we care about. Did he hit CRT? Of course he did. Did he hit uh, uh, crime? Of course he did. 
did he hit standing up to Biden and uh, uh, mandates? Of course he did. Good. He was talking about the stuff we want to talk about. And that's revolutionary. Or well, for Trump, it was revolutionary. But you see so many Republicans, and they come up with this, this, well, I'd like to have a country where entrepreneurs can dream big dreams. Really? Yeah. I want criminals in I want, jail. I want you to pay your fair share. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. And I want to dictate what fair means, Rashida Tlaib. I want, to, I want uh, Elon Musk to pay more in taxes. He's like, what are you talking about? Give me $5 billion. Look, I, I, I think normal people have much more in common with Elon Musk than they have uh, with a lot of these academic nitwits. And, and DeSantis gets it. Yeah, he, he clearly does. gets it. He, he does. He's got, and he has none but contempt for the media. Look, I like Trump. Uh, I want DeSantis to run against him. Is that because I want DeSantis to win? I want the best guy to win. I don't care if it's Trump yeah. or DeSantis. Uh, but not Chris Christie on the RNC. What well, the heck, man? Chris Christie. The Brian Stelter is a potato of American conservatism. No, uh, uh, running as Chris Christie will sharpen the president up because the president's been out of power for a year. Uh, he he needs a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. And he rises to cha- rises to challenges. Uh, I want I want a vigorous primary because I want whoever goes in to be ready for World War Three. And you can't get ready for World War Three uh, eating donuts and having people tell you, "Oh, you're so wonderful." Yeah, no. th- that's right. David Pollack writes not just politics for us on The Buff Show. And you've been writing a lot about this tyranny that we've been seeing. I want to talk about Canada, but David, do you have any thoughts about DeSantis or any of this stuff? It, we're sharing microphones here because we don't care uh, about COVID. So um, here's the deal. I'm gonna, actually, I'm going I'm to pivot from that question like a politician for a second because you talked about something that I think is so important and that's going to be the theme of CPAC here. You mentioned uh, Chris Christie Ben. You talk about uh, DeSantis hitting all the yes. uh, all the talking points, and we talk about Trump and possibly a primary between the two. Now, do you think if it wasn't for Trump, though, would there be a DeSantis? And if it wasn't for Trump, do you think there would be a Boo Christie? I mean, did Trump set up this movement to begin with? And if he wants to run again, isn't it his candidacy? Uh, you are absolutely right that Trump taught uh, more of the establishment Republicans that you could find a path. Uh, actually doing what voters wanted. Now, you you and I would think, oh, well, that seems like a really logical thing. Establishment people find us to be an obstacle because their goal is not to improve our lives or increase our freedom. It is to increase their power, authority, and to keep the status quo. Okay? Trump showed they can be done. Guys like, look, DeSantis owes a debt to Trump. Everybody owes a debt to Trump for blazing the path of doing what the base wants. And being held accountable. Trump, my favorite thing about Trump is his promises made, promises kept. And it's measurable deliverables. And that was how DeSantis did his speech. He said, here's what you wanted. Here's what we gave you. Yeah. And people are like, okay. Yeah. This guy has a track record of success. Because the last thing we want is somebody, uh, I don't want somebody running a campaign. I want somebody preparing to be president. That's right. Well, look at, I want, I want to ask you two different questions here because great question, Pollock. I love it and great, great setup there too because when you look at Democrats, right, like the, the Democrats out there in the world where they get polled, 77% of them say, we supported the emergency uh, tyranny yeah. in, in uh, Canada. They're the same ones that say, we also support a National Guardsman standing outside of your house if you're unvaccinated to make sure you don't leave. And this is just insane how far left the left is actually going. It's not insane. It's absolutely irrational when you understand what they want. 
Their objective is not to increase our freedom. Their objective is not to increase our prosperity. Their sole objective is to increase their own power. Yes. Now, nothing. everything they do is understood in that context. Every time they force you to conform, every time they force you to hew to the narrative, every time they force you to obey, they are increasing and solidifying their own power. It doesn't matter if kids don't learn. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we'll just dumb down the grades then. Yeah, it doesn't matter if gas is $8 a gallon. These things help them. And it's uh, and, and that's what we need to fight against. Yeah, I mean, I guess the Democrat on the couch that votes for all this stuff, what do they get, just the welfare? I mean, is that what they're in it for? Uh, I'm not talking about the people in charge. I'm talking about the guy who, the people who keep voting these morons well, in. Oh, okay, so you're talking about the uh, sexually unsatisfied suburban wine woman. That's what it is, drinks, sexually unsatisfied. Uh, drinks Trader Joe's yes. screw-top Chardonnay uh, yes. and complains that, uh, 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 you know, there are guys out there with shotguns. That's right, the Archie comic collection. Yes, yes. yes they're they're at you know they're they're married to a a, a, a man who can't satisfy her, uh, who probably uh, got, not only was never in the military but uh, cried at Private Ryan, not because it was sad, but because of all the loud noises. I thought it was because they killed the German Nazi. Uh, well, <laughs> they, they, they like their socialists. Look, yeah. they, they look that they, they, there are a lot of people, and we've seen it with this uh, COVID thing. Yeah. They don't have a lot in their life. They sure haven't put up, filled it up with patriotism, family, or God. What they have is uh, their own inflated sense of entitlement. And it's based on oh, nothing. Yeah. They have no track record of success. But they want to be. They want to have desperately someone they can look down on, someone they yeah. can order around. And it's to fill the emptiness in their soul. You know, there are people out there for whom they don't want COVID to end because COVID is the most exciting thing that will happen in their lives. <laughs> Oh God, it's sad. That imagine, is so pathetic. Imagine that being, is so pathetic. They've broken out of their rut. Yeah, they can wear the thing around their face because they're facing great danger. They do tweet about how look how nobody knows who I am. I'm mysterious. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, to them, this is this is something different. They've broken out of the rut, and they've given themselves, and it gives them moral authority in their own twisted minds. They don't want it to end because they have to go back to being just another bitter old barren crone. Yeah, that's right. Just a drone. And the males. <laughs> but, yeah, no kidding. I want to drill this down even more because they're like, they're still glad Trump's gone, even though everything in their life is worse, more expensive. But they still go on there and say, thank God Trump is I, gone. I don't even And believe, everything's worse. I don't think they're glad he's gone because to them he isn't. He still lives in their head rent-free. That's true. Deadbeats. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, y- you know, he... Trump feels a need for them. You, you know, a normal man wants dragons to slay. A normal man wants challenges. A normal Absolutely. man wants adventure. Absolutely. You know, my guys didn't join the military. My troops didn't join the military in large part because they needed a job. Some did. Yeah. Most of them joined it because this is something different. This is an experience, a life experience that I'm going to have like my dad had, like my grandfather had, like my uncles had. I want to do something. People need that, and it's good that they want that because it makes them strive. But imagine you haven't had that, and this COVID nonsense is all you have to substitute. Trump provides the dragon that they want to slay, but he's not a real dragon because he's not going to actually hurt them. Just like COVID's not going to actually kill them except in, you know, rare, unusual circumstances. Well, everybody loves the term comorbidity now, and that's, you know, if you're... Stupidity is 250 pounds overweight, well, yes, then, then you COVID might get you. 
Think of it as a roller coaster. <laughs> You're going to go on the roller coaster. It's going to be kind of scary, but you absolutely know to any, you know, you're going to be fine. Yeah, absolutely. How, how can people find you, man? This is awesome. Uh, Let's do two and a half hours together tomorrow. Uh, Put him on the schedule. Uh, you know, grab me while I wander by. You can find me on Twitter, at Kurt Schlichter. I'm the senior columnist at Town Hall. Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I've got a good one up about how Trudeau's Canada is a bigger threat to America than yes. Ukraine. And I, I think that Putin and Ukraine is a threat to America. That but, was the other thing I wanted to talk but, to you about. Well, I'm a leader, and I prioritize. Uh, I'm more concerned about tyranny here than I am tyranny over there. Those guys, they're tough little buggers. They can handle it. Um, yeah, also, you might want to pre-order my book, We'll Be Back, The Fall yeah. and Rise of America. It's from Regnery. We'll Be Back, The Fall and Rise of America. Go pre-order it. It comes out in July. You will not regret it. It is uh, uh, woke and based and all those other good uh, terms of art. Cupcakes and rainbows and unicorns. Yeah, there's some unicorn stuff in there. Talk about the book real quick about the premise. We got about 30 seconds left because I did want to get to that today and I wanted to finish with it because it's so finish important strong. that we'll be back. Everybody's so like, everything's, everybody's like, oh, what are we going to do? Yeah, what are we going to do? Well, look, I talk about uh, all the bad things. What can China do? What can, will there be a natural divorce? What would a civil war look like? Uh... What would us just kind of fading away like all the European countries with uh, uh, zero population growth? Or what happens if we turn it around? What happens if we rediscover who we are as Americans and come through for the win? Look, I'm an optimist. I lived overseas. Yeah. I married an immigrant. Uh, I, I, I've seen a lot of things. I keep coming back here because there's no place better. This is our country. We built it. We feed it. We fuel it. We've defended it. It's ours. We're taking it back. Absolutely. Kirk Schlichter, everybody, on the Buff Show. So awesome to have you, man. Thanks, We'll be right back. You guys stay with us. (laughs) Are you angry? (laughs) Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. Happy hours every day of the week and all day Sunday. $1 off drafts and house wines. $2 off well liquors. And Liam Fitzpatrick's has tons of special events. Tonight, live music. Tomorrow, it's Taco Tuesday on Thursdays. Live music and specials all night on tacos, tequila, and margaritas. Liam Fitzpatrick's does catering and has a private room for your meetings, luncheons, and parties. Mention The Buff Show and get 10% off your order. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. LiamFitzpatrick's.com Hey, you may have heard radio show hosts talking trash on solar. Yes, even conservative talk show hosts. There was a silly comparison to trucks running 10,000 miles, carbon emissions, and panel production. It came off as like a liberal argument against a liberal problem. Shallow knowledge as opposed to experts in the field. Politics, global warming, and other environmental concerns aside, the number one reason to buy solar is simple math. Have you looked at your power bill? It has risen in the last five years. How much more will it go up in the next five years? It's a rigged game and all solar energy empowers you to stop playing a rigged game. A solar electric system freezes your costs and shields you from upcoming rate increases. If you choose to finance a solar electric system, the payment on a system that zeroes out your bill is typically less than your current power bill. This is simple math. 
Call All Solar Energy in Longwood tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or online at www.allsolarenergy.com. More information on this later in the show. Welcome back to the Buff Show, AM 950, 94.9 FM. The Ansel Orlando, Matt Buff, your host in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio. Check out the Buff Show for much information, show promos, and all kinds of past interviews and content right there on thebuffshow.com. As the, mo- as the world looks to war and the leftists really feel emboldened in our country, we need to turn to God more than ever. We need to do things to our help our country become a more godly place. That's why I, I, check, I encourage you to check out PragerUniversity.com and also this new book from Dennis Prager. Dennis, welcome to the Buff Show. Thank you for having me. Well, it's awesome to have you and I uh, hope your weekend is going good, but we do see war and leftism just rampantly increasing every day and people are looking for answers. Well, you know, I'll give you an example of an answer I offer. I say I am 100% behind defunding the police, and I know exactly how that can be achieved if everybody would just observe the Ten Commandments. (laughs) That's the way to do it. If we live by the Ten Commandments, we're good. You would need no police. I am amazed that Jews and Christians who believe in the Bible Uh, don't realize they have the solution to evil right there. Just just say that. Hey, hello, the Ten Commandments solves most issues in life. And uh, so I have devoted much of my life to explaining biblical texts, including the Ten Commandments, and now a non-biblical text, but it's as ancient as the Bible, and that's the Passover Seder which is very meaningful to Christians on on two levels. One, uh, many believe that uh, it was the Passover Seder that was Jesus's last supper, or at least within one day of that, but it was a Passover meal. Uh, Second, it it is a thousand years older even than the time of Jesus. And the other reason is many Christians are now having a Passover Seder in their church or with Jewish friends at their home or synagogue. And, I, and I'll offer you a quick reason why, and it's a big part of my explanation of Passover in this book, the Rational Passover Haggadah. Haggadah is the Hebrew name for the service. Uh, Christians have abandoned a lot of rituals, and you cannot survive as a nation or as a religion without rituals. No, that's exactly right. I got the book right here. And this is a wonderful follow-up to the Rational Bible. Let me put it so the camera can see. As everybody follows on social media, you can see I got it right here. The the Rational Passover Haggadah. So the first question is, for most people, once again, can you please define Haggadah? Yeah, it just means, it literally (laughs) means telling. It's all it is. It's the telling of the story of the Exodus. And that is the Hebrew name for the Passover Seder service. That, that's all it. It's not a fancy word. It's a very simple word. It's an even in modern Hebrew, but that's what it's been known as for thousands of years. And I deal with issues that are of interest and importance to Christians as much as Jews. 
Was there really an exodus? A lot of people wonder about that because they doubt the Ritz, they, the parting of the sea. They doubt a lot of things biblically. Talk about the exodus and what led to this. Right. So there are two separate questions. What, there are really three. Were the Jews slaves in Egypt? Yeah. Two, was there an exodus? And three, were the miracles accompanying the exodus, did they really happen? So there, there was every reason uh, to believe because of the contemporaneous nature of the reporting in the Bible that the Jews were slaves in Egypt. Uh, it, it, the, the pendulum is swinging back to belief that that was true. And I offer seven reasons in, in, in this book to believe on rational grounds. That's why it's called the rational, because I only use reason uh, to bring people to faith. I don't use faith to bring people to faith. Uh, so the second is, was there an exodus? And uh, the, the notion that the, the Israelites entered Canaan, the, there's, it's, it's pretty overwhelming, the, the evidence that they did. And the third is the miracles. The miracles is a faith element. I fully acknowledge that. So you don't want to believe that, uh, that God smote the, the firstborn? Don't believe it. That's fine. <laughs> I do. But uh, it doesn't rise or fall on that. Yes, it does rise or fall, the it being our faiths, uh, on the Exodus. By the way, the notion, there is no uh, uh, equivalent in history of a people making up such an awful origins of its people, we were slaves. <laughs> people don't make that up. It's not, it's not a glorious history. And by the way, my biggest single, well, I have many big single, but one of my biggest single arguments for the authenticity of the of the biblical text is that in the, in in the Hebrew Bible, Hebrews are depicted awfully. What group would make up such an awful past? That people make up heroic pasts. The heroes of the Hebrew Bible are as much non-Jews. The daughter of Pharaoh, Noah. I mean, it just goes on. Jethro. Uh, as Jews, and the Jews are often the awful characters. God gets sick of them and their complaints. Moses is sick of their rebellions, the Korak rebellion, and so on. That tells me this book is authentic. We were driving down to CPAC, and I was fortunate enough to get the book before the interview. So I was reading through it, and I wanted to reference something you talked about in the chapter about the 10 plagues. My kids were with me, and so I went to the questions for further discussion. And that's the great thing about the book. You put original text, but you also put more discussion topics in there. And I turned to my kids, and I, I asked them. This is on page 65 of the book when you guys get it. What do you think I most want you to be? Happy, successful, smart, or good? And then make sure they understand that you're not asking what they most want to be, but what they think you want them most to be. And all of my, my three boys look at me, Dennis, and say, successful. It wasn't even a question. What would you derive from that based on that chapter in the book? Well, that, that for, in my opinion, for that alone, it's worth getting the book. I'm not. I'm not trying to hawk a book. Nobody writes such books to get rich. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I. I think parents need to verbally reinforce the notion that the most important thing to them is that their child be a good person. And the the great majority of parents who are good people don't do that. 
because they don't think it's necessary. They think it'll just come by osmosis or just by environmental influence of the house, but it doesn't. So uh, first, I salute your honesty that they said successful. That's why I have people pose the question. So I'm curious, what did you say to them? I said, I want you to be happy in life. I want you to be a good person. Achieving success is a good thing, but we led a farther discussion about what a good person actually is. And I explained to them why we talk about this in this particular chapter. But I just found it interesting that maybe I should do reflections as a parent. That's right. Say, well, that's, Have I been pushing too much success-driven right. theology? Well, bless you. I, I so salute you for your honesty on this. Mm. Uh, that's that's what I try to do with these four discussion parts, which are almost every third page, as you see. Uh, have this discussion with your children. And it forces the parent, in this case, to think, what do I really most want from my children? Maybe the, the, maybe the parent will say happy. Look, I wrote a book on happiness. I'm big on happiness. But I, I told my kids virtually, I would say once a week minimum, all of the, they, they probably got sick of it. I don't care about your grades. I care about your character. That is fantastic. That is excellent. When, when we want everybody to get the book, The Rational Passover Haggadah, we do want it to be uh, an opportunity to have questions and answers within your own family. Right. Is there hope for a Judeo-Christian value system to prevail again in American society? I know we can do it within our homes, but let's about society. Well, look, there's always hope. Uh, <laughs> uh, as as uh, I'm, I'm debating whether to tell the story because it's so dark, but it's too funny to resist. So, uh, when I was in my 20s, I used to go to Israel every year, and I would. Th there was a rabbi, you know, considerably older than me, who was sort of a mentor. I'd, I'd live at his house, and uh, he told me a story once that in the very beginning of, of Israel, he was Israeli, of course, uh, you had to go to the ministry to get a telephone because things were very much socialized in the beginning of Israel. So he says to the guy, so when will I get my phone? And the, the clerk said to me, I'm repeating the rabbi's story. Uh, the clerk said to me, uh, in about six months. And I said to the clerk, well, is, is there any hope that I'll get it before six months? And the clerk said to me, sir, there's always hope. There's no chance. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever I, I'm asked that was there any hope, I have this awful story in my brain. <laughs> I'm glad you told it. It there is hope is a word that never means guarantee. No, exactly. <laughs> Listen, uh, look, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you honestly what gave me some pessimism. The obedience of churches and synagogues to closing down for no good reason for nearly two years. This has not been a glorious chapter in Christian or Jewish history in the United States. When, I, when the lockdown started happening, a lot of us went to the constitutional aspect of it. Why are you doing that? But it was just stunning how in every single conversation from a political leader, especially <laughs> on the left, started with the churches. Let's close those first. It's like right. itching for a reason. Well, they, they know that, the, look, if, uh, if the churches and synagogues, if religious America 
isn't powerful, isn't strong, isn't courageous, isn't rational, then we're doomed. I don't expect secular America to save America. I expect religious America to save America. That's what we have to do. Everyone, check out Prager University. Excellent information on there. There's a lot of youth coming on there doing great things. We got the books. Check out the Rational Bible and the new book from Dennis Prager, The Rational Passover Haggadah. Dennis Prager, thanks so much for taking the time to join us on the show to talk about this. Matt, you're a joy. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll be right back on The Buff Show. You stay with us. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning is the official pressure washing company of The Buff Show. While Matt's doing the dirty work on the show, Action Plus Pressure Washing has been doing the dirty work for the last 15 years in Central Florida. They use a soft wash system to clean pool enclosures, driveways, pool decks, houses, and commercial property. They even clean large and small parking lots and buildings. Wow! Action Plus offers other services such as lawn maintenance, one-time service to weekly service, mowing, weeding, edging, and trimming, and hauling away debris. You can get more than one service, and they offer bundle pricing. Check out their weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly services for lawn maintenance and ask about their free standard two-driveway with house wash services. Family-owned and operated, get your free estimate at actionpluspressurecleaning.com or call 386-506-1048. That's 386-506-1048. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning. They aim to please. Since 2012, Cellulartronics has been providing Central Florida with the best phone repair, electronics repair, and computer repair. They fix all electronics from iPhone, Samsung, Sony, and many more. They also do TV repair and fix your tablets. Right now, you can get a glass back cover for the iPhone 8 to an iPhone X for only $95. iPhone 11 and up back covers are only $120. With one super convenient location, 31 South Charles Richard Beale Boulevard in DeBerry. Or call them at 386-516-6185. Visit Cellulartronics.com. Cellulartronics. Welcome back to the Buff Show. We have 950, 94.9 FM, the Anso Orlando, down on Radio Row at CPAC, rocking along. And these are our best of interviews, so we're uh, glad you guys can join us all over social media where they still play the show. Scott Bressler here, the persistent. Welcome to the show, man. Great to have you. Thank you. I'm ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love what you put out on Twitter today. I want to read this. And David Pollock is here with us. Great kid, David. Thank you very much. I mean, he's one of the best we have. He's doing more for the Republican Party, I think, than anybody else in the country right now. So we're at the end. Well, I want to see if, 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 if this is a sense of frustration for you or if you're angry about this. Um, when you tweeted out, stop funding war, stop endless war, stop military wokeness, stop bullying, <laughs> buying Russian oil. We were all independent just less than a year ago, and it's all gone. And they're blaming everything on Russia. you got to pay more for everything. No, no, no. The Biden inflation was real. Funding, funding, funding. They want to do it for everything except our own borders. Well... I think it's so important that we push back against this because no nobody is really discussing the hypocrisy and they're not discussing really the juxtaposition between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. So here's what we're faced with. We're faced with, they called Trump for four years a puppet of Putin, right? Yeah, right, right. Now correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't President Trump the one that put sanctions on the Nord Stream 2? the pipeline that's carrying natural gas from Russia 
to Germany, yes. right? He was the one that put I'm sanctions. I'm so glad you brought that up. In all my talks here, nobody brought that up, that Trump actually did that. And I'm like, we're at CPAC, right? <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, that's such a big point to make. Yet, wow, well, at the same time, being an exporter of American energy, it's phenomenal. Well, and I, I want to continue on with the message that, okay, that's number one. He put the sanctions. So what did Joe Biden do upon becoming president of the United States? Number one, he gets rid of our Keystone pipeline. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Killing jobs. Yes. Denying energy independence, right? Trying to go with this green agenda while at the same time lifting sanctions on the Nord Stream 2. So the green agenda is good enough for home but then you're going to allow Putin and Russia that they are going to be able to have a pipeline and you're going to make them flush with money. You know, this war that's happening right now because of Joe Biden, he is responsible for funding that war by allowing them to have the pipeline. And furthermore, furthermore, correct me if I'm wrong, I just want to make sure that my, my logic is going in the correct direction. Why are we allowing our allies who are a part of NATO, if Russian is an adversary, why are we, number one, buying Russian oil, meaning giving the adversary money, and why are we allowing our friends and allies to do business with the very people that are causing the war right now. How does it logically make sense? A- am I thinking the, correctly? Yes, you are, but there's more to the Biden story, the Biden family story, David Pollack, with Russia than most people probably know about. Well, There's a lot of ties there that we may never find out about. Well, it is, it is kind of interesting, and, and it's got every point you make is spot on. It's like, why are we going to shut down domestic oil production and then threaten sanctions on just a portion of the oil that are exporting to all the people who are buying oil from us? Well, you're 100% right. And and I heard Biden was saying, he never expected, this morning he was saying, I never expected the sanctions to work. Well, if that's your strategy and you don't expect them to work, why is that your strategy? It makes no sense. But we also have to look at the bigger picture and what's really going on here. I mean, I don't think anybody, if you open up Drudge Report or any of these you know, fear-mongering news sites, you see nuclear war imminent, you know, and they try to make it seem like this is the end of the world. I don't think it's the end of the world. I think it's like Squid Game, where they're going to go forward a little bit, hope they don't get you know, pushed back too much. China's going to do it next. And, I, and if you look at the associations, I mean, we have family connections between Biden, uh, Biden and Hunter with Russia and China. Now Biden's president, while the Democrats are spending all of their time investigating January 6th and not November 3rd, think about what might have happened between Russia and China on November 3rd that put Biden in the White House to begin with to give them the opportunity to advance into these uh, territories and make all this money on oil and COVID. You know, it's really troubling when you think about it. And, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I wasn't even thinking about the angle of the election. I'm thinking more, is this a cover-up, 10% for the big guy? Is this a cover-up of Burisma? Is this a cover-up of Joe Biden? Remember that video of him when he said that he was withholding money in order to get the Ukrainian prosecutor fired, who was responsible for investigating Burisma, where Hunter Biden was a sitting board member. And is this all just uh, a cover-up to make sure that Ukraine doesn't expose uh, everything that happened with the Biden crime family? I don't know. I love how that video played over and over during the 
impeachment hoax of Trump just because of a call he made to President Zelensky that said, hey, what happened with this Burisma call? What happened with this Biden family here in Ukraine? How much corruption is actually at foot here? Simple question, just an honest question. And the liberal media is like, oh, no, 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 no. We can't talk about the Bidens. We can't do anything about that. Unacceptable. He got on TV, used the data you're talking about. He bragged about the quick pro. Yeah. Protecting his own son with the power of his presidency. And you're right, he is the big guy. How much money, Scott? We will never know. Well, the fact of the matter is all of this discussion, unfortunately, is moot unless we are able to take the House and Senate this November. We won't be able to hold Joe Biden accountable for Ukraine. We won't be able to hold Fauci accountable. We won't able, be able to understand the origins of the Wuhan virus and whether or not America was funding that. We won't be able to hold him accountable with uh, leaving Americans behind in Afghanistan or flying illegal immigrants on our dime while he wouldn't return Americans from Afghanistan or uh, make sure the people that are living in Ukraine were evacuated before yeah. war started. How many thousands are now left behind? So the fact of the matter is, look, we have to vote on Tuesday, November 8th, 2022, and we must take the House, and we must take the Senate. And furthermore, I want to see that we're not only prepared to lead, but we have to lead first with legislation before we impeach the president. We have to show that first Republicans were chosen to implement legislation before we move into impeachment. And that's what's so important, and it's a great pivot for what you do with persistence, is you're going around the country, you're registering Republican voters, because if we don't get Republican voters registered and flip these blue districts red, we can't put those matter. people in power, and we can't do all the things that we have to do to save America. And that's what's so important about the work you do, and on behalf of everybody, thank you for what you're doing for America, and thank you for being on this show. Well, yeah, i got to tell you, right behind you is uh, Patrick Byrne from Overstock.com. They're coming on the show next, and then uh, Joe Flynn, General Michael Flynn's brother. It's, it's a similar situation they're doing with Operation Eagle's Wings, and that's what we're going to talk about. When it comes to the, the groundwork of elections and registering election workers, making sure we have the right poll workers, the, the poll watchers in place, and getting people registered to vote and overcoming that, like what, the, Virginia's a good example. It goes hand in hand with what you're talking about. And I, to me, that's the most important fight we got right now. Certainly. Well, we have to give voters something to vote for. That's election integrity, medical freedom, parental choice and education, yes. securing the border, internet bill of rights. So first we have to have policies that are going to attract the voter to be inspired to vote for our candidates. Then we have to do the legwork of next, knocking on doors, registering voters, making phone calls, writing letters, getting them to vote. For example, March 1st in Texas is the primary. People need to vote in primaries to choose the most constitutional conservative candidates. But ultimately, we need people to take action other than just posting on social media. So I hope when people hear this information, they'll be inspired to inform their neighbors about what's going on, and more importantly, do something. How can people join the persistence? What? How can they help and get involved? Because I see you on Twitter posting these dates and stuff. What can more they can do to, to follow you and uh, how can they see more information? Well, they can follow me on everything. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Telegram, yeah. Gab, Parlor, True Social, everything. At Scott Kressler, <laughs> S-C-O-T-T-P-R-E-S-L-E-R. But again, don't just follow me. 
do something. Call yes. your legislators. Become an election day worker. Because, guys, if we aren't a part of the solution, how can we possibly... I mean, excuse me, if we aren't... Yeah, we're the problem. We're the problem if you aren't involved in becoming the solution. So, get active. Well said. Everybody check him out online. David Pollock, Scott Presser, thank you so much. We'll be right back on The Buff Show. A lot more to go. Veritas Tactical, Tactical. a family and law enforcement-owned company where you can get custom-built ARs with purpose-built precision. They have a full line of handguns like Glock, Sig Sauer, Smith & Wesson, and get your everyday carry items and accessories. Moreover, they are your liberty-safe dealer. Need training? Veritas Tactical has all you need from getting your CCW to advanced tactical courses, female survival courses, and force-on-force scenarios. Veritas Tactical has a full-time gunsmith on site, Coating services, laser engraving and more. Mention the Buff Show and get a $25 discount on courses. You'll find Veritas Tactical at 207 North Goldenrod Road, Suite 200 in Orlando. Contact Veritas Tactical, 407-309-3000. 407-309-3000. And at VeritasTactical.com. Veritas Tactical. Tactical. You heard about the simple math with a solar electric system earlier in the show. Not all homes qualify. An energy evaluation by a qualified professional to get the fully informed information is always recommended. If your home qualifies, solar is always a prudent financial move. All Solar Energy in Longwood has been educating homeowners, roofing companies, property management firms, and now radio hosts about solar for 22 years. We have experts to perform no cost, no obligation energy evaluations to see if your home qualifies and explain the simple math of solar. Call All Solar Energy tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or visit the website www.allsolarenergy.com. Let them know you heard about it from me, Matt Buff, on The Buff Show. Welcome back to The Buff Show, AM 950, 94.9 FM, Answer Orlando, Matt Buff, your host, heading into our final segment. Let's bring on a special guest, first-timer on The Buff Show, Linda Trocine. Great to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Matt, for having me. I'm really enjoying this, so I appreciate it. Okay, very cool. You're Republican State uh, Committee woman from Seminole County. Tell us about your role and what you do. Sure, sure. So my job is to, um, and it's a volunteer job, I do not get paid, uh, but it's to represent the Republicans from Seminole County at the state party level, and also to be part of the local Republican Executive Committee and provide some oversight, some guidance, some some resources. Uh, I, I fit a variety of roles and wear different hats to help the local party on behalf of our statewide candidates from Governor Ron DeSantis on down. That's fantastic. And, and and Linda's in my district, so she represents us here in Seminole County where I live. But how does this apply to you guys all listening all over the country? Well, or watching all over the country? Well, these are roles that you can fill. You can help out in one way or another, elected officials, state committee seats, or just be volunteers and help get out the vote or registration. Right, Linda? I mean, there's a lot of hats you wear. 
Absolutely. And, and we need volunteers every day, every rec around the county that stands for Republican Executive Committee. And you don't have to join to volunteer. Sometimes there's a finite number of slots and uh, it's competitive to get in. Uh, one of the things I'm doing here in Seminole County to help us reach more voters is launch what we call Republican clubs. These are chartered by the Republican Party of Florida and they provide more local uh places for Republicans to get together and connect. And also, you know, that's it's people need to know they're not alone. Right. So if you get together in your local community with other Republicans, you can just talk about the things that are driving us all crazy around the world and in the country. And so those clubs are also a way to recruit more volunteers uh, where we need them throughout the county. Well, and this is so important, and this is exactly what we need to talk about with the problems in the country and how we can help it. Apparently, Seminole County allegedly went blue um, in the 2020 election, but that's that's still within question. I like how a lot of people in Florida are saying, hey, you know, we did pretty well in Florida, but we should still check the audits, the voter rolls, and make sure that everything's on the up and up when it comes to the election. Right, right. There's there's always going to be some issues in the voter rolls. And, and one of the lessons I learned is to outwork the margin of cheating that might be going on. So we just have to turn out Republicans in much larger numbers. Here in Seminole County, we're actually a purple county. That's what the way I would characterize it. A third Republican, a third Democrat, a third no party affiliation. Some people call that independent. Uh, those people don't get to vote in primaries. Uh, in the state of Florida because we're a closed primary state. So if you want to participate in Republican primaries, we encourage you to register as a Republican. Whether, one other thing, Matt, that I kept saying last cycle is it doesn't matter how you're registered, it matters how you vote. And I think that message resonated with a lot of people in Seminole County because Seminole County is a great place to live, wonderful quality of life. And so uh, the, the thing to do is vote Republican if you want to keep it that way. And I think that message worked. We won 11 out of 12 local races, despite being perfectly purple. Now, that's really good. You guys have done a great job and the people are waking up. I, I look at Virginia. To me, coming up in 2022, and not just Virginia, around the country, we've had, we had during CPAC uh, interviews with people that live there, and they said, the big thing you need to look at, the governor was cool. The governorship was cool, but we flipped a lot of school board seats. Yes, and yes. they came out, and you said it at the beginning of the segment where it talks about overcoming fraud, overcoming percentage points. Right. They overcame a lot of percentage points needed as far as turnout goes, and we saw a lot of good things happen. This once very blue state became purple. And now you can look at Virginia and say, pretty red state. That's a good trend. We hope to continue. Yes. Yeah. They ran a great campaign. And for your listeners that want to get involved, if they get plugged into their state party um, uh, field staff, it's called, we actually made phone calls for Glenn Youngkin here in Seminole County. Uh, we had a team out making calls all, all weekend long before that election. And uh, we'd like to think we did our little part. You know, when you have many hands, you can make a big difference. So the, the more people that show up, make calls, knock on doors, do voter registration, the better. No, that's exactly right. How can they contact you, first of all? How well, can they get involved? I give out my cell phone. I have no problem if somebody wants to contact me directly. It's 407-267-5747. 
or you can go to the Florida GOP page and you can find my phone number there or, or your local county. All 67 counties are listed there along with their state committee man, state committee woman, and their chairman of their county uh, REC. Um, and that would be true in other uh, states. When I was in Virginia earlier this year, I, I reached out to the, the county party chairman in the city I was in. We got to start doing more on a, a national level, too, just like you said. It's mm -hmm. great that people here can help out with places like Virginia. Um, we have a situation where the weakest of weak leadership is in charge right now, and it's costing people their lives across the world. Um, I know. I know. Vladimir Putin has been so emboldened by the lack of intelligence in the United States that they're talking – major weapons and they're dusting off some nukes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I found interesting. I, I, I went to some international news yesterday, uh, DW it's, it's based out of Germany and they announced that the European union for the first time is spending boatloads of money. I think it was 400 million on buying weapons. The EU doesn't have this in their charter to be uh, conducting war. And yet they're, they're getting involved. So the world is changing rapidly right before our eyes. And, um, uh, you know, I, I want to also say President Trump outsmarted all these people when he was president by by pumping more oil and energy into the economy. The price went down that weakened Vladimir Putin. Uh, now, I don't know if you know this, but under Biden administration, we're buying oil from Russia. Is that crazy or what? Yeah, we're dumping we're dumping up the Russian vodka, but yeah. we're still pumping in Russia oil. We might need that vodka if this continues. So Put let's that in worry your about it. <laughs> yeah. It's a waste. You already paid for it. It's already here, right? The vodka. Yeah. But the oil is something you're paying for in the future. And we were a net dis distribution center for energy exporting. And that right. was a great thing. And did you hear Jen Psaki over the weekend? She goes, we're not going to open those leases again. We're not going to do anything. Now we're trying to get people off of fuel. Right, right. We can't go electric overnight like that. We need help now. We have to we have to elect an, a Republican president in 2024. And we we've got to do what happened uh, after President Obama's first two years. He said that what he underwent was a shellacking, right? Democrats lost 600 local races. I think that's going to happen again in 2022, as long as everybody does their part. And I mean that everybody's got to do their part uh, to, to, to prevent this nonsense from continuing. Yeah, we have to do our part. And it starts at the ground all over CPAC. We saw so many action committees and PACs that are doing various different and very unique things. We have um, like America's Voice, which they're doing just complete voter registration coverage or something like that. We have a lot of election fraud initiatives out there. How Do you guys work with PACs and work with committees like that? So the state party might hire vendors here and there. Um, but we are the official grassroots organization for the Republican Party. Um, everyone is a volunteer and, and we use our talents uh, to their best ability. Um, and we don't necessarily partner. We, our organization doesn't focus on issues, right? Our, we, our charter is to get Republicans elected in the general election. And I'll tell you why I decided to get plugged into the Republican Party about 14 years ago. I learned that the single best way to get my issues advanced, whether it's election integrity, life, uh, the Second Amendment, you name it, the single best way to do that is to get the Republican team elected. 
then all the issues tend to move in the right direction and get advanced. Um, and, you know, I still stay involved in issue organizations, but while I'm serving in the Republican Party, it's just to get the better guys elected. Let's talk about something specific. In District 7 here, the congressional seat has been abandoned by the Democrat Stephanie Murphy. So the Democrats are going to throw $10 million at that seat. How does the RNC plan to combat the big machine of money that the Democrats will bring into Seminole County? Well, you, you can bet Nancy Pelosi does not want to lose this seat. She targeted us some years back. She handpicked Stephanie Murphy to get in that seat. Um, she wants to make Seminole blue. We know the money's been pouring into our county and we've been we've been putting up a good fight. Uh, we need your wealthy donors around the country to help us here in Seminole County. They can go to SeminoleGOP.org and make a donation. We always welcome that. Um, but uh, I, I think this the, the district map is not done yet. Uh, I don't know if you're following that. The, the state house just swapped out their maps. Yeah, uh, I call that. Yeah, and the Senate has a different map, and they still have to reconcile. They still have to get the governor to approve. So I'm not sure how that's going to all flesh out, um, but it's possible we'll get a, a another candidate or two to, to come into the race as a result of that. We already have seven or eight. I've lost track. I can't keep track of the number. Um, and I think this election might be decided in the primary. I don't know if the Democrats will ever be able to catch up to the momentum the Republicans have in this district. And again, it depends on the final map we get. You talked about a closed primary. That's Florida. And I love being in a state with a closed primary. I do not like wherever where Republicans, Democrats and independents run together. You want to vote in the primary here. You got to register Democrat or Republican. Right. And I like that. You have to do it. A lot of people say, well, maybe that'll hurt turnout. But, you know, doesn't mean you have to change your personality if you register Republican. You yeah. just want to be able to participate in that precinct to stop the Democrats from, you know, stealing elections via via registration and ballot harvesting. I mean, you have to do it. Right, right, right. And, and uh, you know, I, I've been a poll worker before. For your listeners that want to um, make a difference in election integrity, I encourage them to sign up as a poll worker. Uh, I got to see the process from the inside. And uh, in, at least in Seminole County, it's a, it's a pretty good process. Um, but I remember in 2016, in the uh, presidential preference primary, <laughs> there were some Democrats who showed up who wanted to vote Trump, and they were so mad. And they're saying things in the polling place because they couldn't. You got to be registered in the right party to vote in the right primary. Yep, that's exactly right. So we got to get it done. So there's plenty of ways to help. And Linda, you've done a great job of talking about this. And make sure you guys contact her. We'll put all the information on the Buff Show, but search her name. Her stuff comes up everywhere and you can get a hold of her. Linda Trostine, thank you so much for joining us on the Buff Show. Thank you so much, Matt. And thank you for all you do on your show. You do a fabulous job. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. We'll keep up the good fight. You keep up the good fight. We'll definitely try to send you some new soldiers out there to help us get this run. All right, sounds good. You guys stay smart out there, and we'll see you next time.